Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Taking Care of Business podcast. Um, so glad to have you here. I know everybody's working real hard. It's the middle of the summer, and uh, things are things are growing, and people are planting, and and now's a real busy time for our industry. But there's so much going on just outside of the sales of the industry. You know, uh, uh, forces in the economy at work, things taking place that are shaping uh, the housing market, and it's always important important for us to point out, um, and certainly a lot of the folks we encounter in the United States maybe not even be aware that um, for the past about 15 years, um, uh, this association has been a truly international association in that we also represent uh, the independent retailers who do business uh, north of the border up in Canada. And, um, you, you know, it's always important for us to point that out to for, particularly to our uh, listeners in the U.S. because, you know, while the industries are very similar in a lot of ways, there's also, as we've much learned over the last 15 years, a lot of differences. And so our guest on the program today is someone who eats, drinks, breathes, and sleeps the Canadian home improvement industry. And it is our good friend, Michael McClarney. And Michael McClarney is one of the principals running the Hardlines operation. And he's going to tell you exactly what that means and kind of catch us up on all the things that are going on in Canada. And, and I think it's real important to also note that that if you're in the U.S., that doesn't mean that these things aren't affecting the way we do business. And, and, and the same thing in Canada is that what happens in the U.S. really affects things uh, in Canada as well, as we know, and, and, and sometimes to a negative and sometimes to a positive. So we're going to talk to Michael about all that kind of stuff. We're going to talk to him about what he's up to at Hardlines these days and what they've got coming up. So we encourage you to grab a drink and stay tuned and listen to this quick word with our sponsor. And we'll be right back to talk with Michael. Live Oak Bank offers financing for hardware stores nationwide for refinance, acquisitions, expansion, and commercial real estate. Live Oak will support you with customized loan products focused on your success. Our hardware store loan experts embrace a creative approach to solving problems and surpassing goals. We understand the nuances of your business model and will help you avoid costly mistakes. Let's craft a loan solution that will help you thrive. Learn more at liveoakbank.com slash hardware dash stores. Hey, hey, Michael, welcome to Taking Care of Business. How are you doing today? Good morning, Dan. I'm doing great. And thank you very much for having me on your show. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, and I do not want to take for granted, as I said uh, a few seconds ago in my intro, I, I don't want to take for granted that all of our listeners know that NHPA also represents Canadian retailers. And I also don't want to take for granted just because I know you and have known you for for 20 plus years that that everybody in our audience knows who you are and what you do. So if you don't mind, why don't you take a quick minute and introduce us to who is Michael McClarney and what does he do? What makes Michael McClarney tick? Uh, Michael, just just share with us a little bit about your background and share with us a little bit about what Hardlines does. Sure. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, I started Hardlines uh, 26 years ago, actually, as a, as a fax newsletter. And the idea being to get information out to industry leaders on a more timely basis. And it was in 1995. And that was just actually a year after two very important retailers came to Canada for the first time and changed yeah. the market up here uh, forever. Walmart and Home Depot both landed in Canada in 1994. 
and really set the, the Canadian uh, retail space on its ear. And so I think time, timing is everything. It wasn't necessarily planned, but that was well, where I fit in, right. uh, sending out this information. We quickly, of course, migrated from fax to, to email over the early, uh, the, the middle years of the 1990s and expanded till we uh, do a print, traditional print magazine for uh, dealers across the ca- country as well as a number of uh, online newsletters and an annual conference, the only annual conference in Canada that invites and embraces and brings together the whole industry, regardless of banner, uh, regardless of, of, of allegiance, regardless of what colored jersey they're wearing, and uh, as well as all the vendors and suppliers. So it's, it's uh, the Hardlines Conference in October, caps off a whole series of products that we send out to help dealers and head offices run their businesses better and make the whole retail, hardware, and home improvement space as competitive as it can be. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, you guys um, are, are very similar to what we do here with hardware retailing and paint and decorating retailer. And in fact, you actually have a podcast as well. Um, so so in many ways, you know, I'm the American Michael McClarney and you're the Canadian Dan Trottinger. <laughs> I, I like to think it's really more the latter, Dan, though you flatter me. There's no question. I try to follow in your footsteps. But yes, there's not an association per se in Canada anymore. And so we've tried to work very closely with you. Uh, through the years to, to help represent and promote NHPA and its services to Canadian dealers. Uh, the biggest, the biggest group as a, uh, as a, as an organization being the home hardware group of stores up here in Canada as a group member, but not many, many independents across the country that also are members of NHPA. And we're very happy to be able to bring those services or make, make our in- dealers more aware of those. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, something to note, too, is that we've worked our our organizations because we're so like minded have worked together for probably the better part of 26 years. And it's interesting that this marks my 26th year in the industry. So yet another eerie coincidence. And and uh, and uh, not not too many people might confuse us if they saw us. But if they just knew our resume, it would it might look might look very similar on paper. <laughs> so, yes, but you're much better looking in real life, Dan. I have nothing on that. So, <laughs> well, well, we don't want to scare people because if you say that I'm better looking than anybody, that might be a that might be a concern. Uh, but, uh, uh, but why don't you tell us a little bit about? Well, for one thing, I want to I want to spend a second talking about the conference because that's coming up here in a few months. And like any of us who hold and have been around and done live events, a lot of things have changed in the last couple of years. And I'll and I'll and I'll just say leading into talk about the conferences that that I, I regularly and and uh, uh, individuals from our organization regularly attend the conference and it's always well attended always very very well done and a lot of things uh, topical issues discussed and, and I and I also want to say that um, you know, being based in the United States and, and coming up to your conference, obviously we're more in tune because we represent retailers in Canada more in tune than I'd say your average person. But at the conference, I, I, I wouldn't want anybody to think that it, it's not, it's, it's about a broad range of issues. You know, it's not just focused strictly on things in Canada. It, it, it's really focused on things that are happening in the home improvement industry. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what you guys try and achieve during the conference? And also tell us a little bit about the uh, yet another acronym for the industry, the ORAs, uh, because that's always one of the kind of highlights that, that kind of gets the whole conference started. So why don't you clue our listeners in on what you do up there? Uh, sure, uh, Dan, happy to. Uh, when I first started the Hardlines newsletter, 
uh, back in 1995, I had the notion to start a conference too. I thought it was important to bring people together. And I was a big fan of a, of a fellow named Saul Werman at the time. And Saul had started a, a conference called TED, Technology, Entertainment and Design. And it brought leaders from all the big companies together down in California every, every year. And I thought the idea of bringing ideas from outside of one's sphere of knowledge, of, uh, from outside of one's frame of reference, is, is really important. So we've always tried to make the Hardlines Conference a place, not just to talk about, you know, na- just other retailers in our industry or find out what the trends are in our industry and be navel gazing, but to really say, what can we learn from other sectors? We've had people, we've had top hairdressers in Canada. We had, we had someone who was, who, uh, who was a, uh, an adult, adult only, uh, uh, video and, and, and sex toy, uh, sh- shop, uh, owner. <laughs> They had 50 stores and just with the stuff he did to engage customers, you know, yeah. people write, write, you know, going, that's crazy, but people writing notes furiously. We've had all kinds of different, uh, people from different sectors come in and share what they see uh, about the world and they see about customers uh, that can help uh, our industry. And I, my, my, I've used, always used the expression, a rising tide floats all boats. Sure. And I think that's what we try and do is bring these people together. Something that's a little different about Canada, Dan, the industry here is, maybe at one-tenth the size of, of what you've got in the U.S. Yeah. So it's much smaller. So we'll have people that have worked for various companies, worked for competitors over the years in a much more um, broad way. So people are more comfortable getting together with their competitors in, a, in one room. And I, we even have Americans come up and say, wait, you're talking to your competitor here? I say, yeah, we, we, this is the Hardlines Conference. It's, it's like Switzerland of the industry. Just everyone can come together and share ideas. We've had, you know, I remember the CEO from, from uh, one of the top retailers saying once, how often do I get a chance to say to another CEO, hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's a chance for people from, from the CEO level right down to dealers to talk. And we have actually on the podium everything from some of the brightest minds in, in, in retail trends talking, but also people from the front lines. We'll get some of the top retailers in, in our country to talk about what, what they're doing, what they're facing, you know, uh, in the store every day. So it's a nice range of, of, of topics, nice range of understandings that we try to bring to people. And plus the fact that everybody gets the network. We build in lots of networking time. So just because people want to get together again. And, um, you know, we missed out in 2020 uh, because of COVID, but we came back in 2021 on a limited basis and people are just so happy to see each other again. And we look forward to doing it again this October uh, 17, 18, 19, yeah, near Toronto, up here in Canada. Uh, for the Hardlines Conference. So I'm looking forward to that. That sounds great. Mike. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you guys have in store for this year's conference. Um, what do you, you kind of have? Oh, and also, uh, it, tell us a little bit about the ORAs. Okay, fair enough. Let's start with the ORAs, the Outstanding Retail Awards. The ORAs uh, are a, an awards program that actually I, I instituted many years ago for uh, recognizing great retailers. I thought that yeah. there were some of the greatest retailers in the country were in our sector. You know, we're doing uh, hardware, home improvement, and we needed to be able to celebrate and and uh, learn from them in a, in a more meaningful way. So the Outstanding Retail Awards uh, do that in, in a number of categories, best building supply dealer, best hardware store, best big box store. And we have one for community involvement. And, and uh, you can relate to this, a young, a young retailer award as well. So it's a nice gamut, a nice range, something for every type of retailer in the sector. And it's, and then we have that, uh, ORA gala dinner at the end of day one of the Hardlines conference. So it's just a great way to bring people together. And it's just becoming very much a, a must attend. We're very proud of the, the, the response we've been getting to that year over year. And so that's the end of the first night of the conference. And what what, what do you have going on during the days? <laughs> oh, well, so yeah, this year for the perfect example of the range of speakers we have, uh, like in like in the U.S., 
Lowe's, Lowe's is the number two or, or no, you know, number two player. And it's uh, uh, a big, big player in Canada with a range of banners, unlike the way it operates in the States. And so it's a, it's a very complicated uh, business model. And we're going to hear more about that from the president of Lowe's Canada, oh, nice. Tony Chaffee, who was just uh, appointed at the beginning of the year. And so very, very much looking forward to hearing from Tony. So we get, you know, someone from the top. There's a company in uh, Quebec. Canada is unique also in having a, a province. Or we don't have states, but we have 10 provinces. And the second largest province being a bilingual or French, a French-speaking province. So uh, okay. this, there's some barriers with language and culture between Quebec and the rest of Canada. So we've got some very interesting uh, retail trends within that province. And one of the largest uh, retail chains or retail groups, rather, for uh, Quebec is a group called BMR. And BMR sure. is a wholesaler and buying group. And the, uh, they've got a new lead buyer. So the head buyer for that comp, uh, that company is going to speak to us and talk to us about how they're, they're expanding across Canada and what they're doing to support their dealers. Uh, um, I, I've got to, I've got to add too, you know, when we talk about trends and, and understanding the retailer, nobody does it better than NHPA. So we've got, of course, Dan Trattencheck himself coming to, up to speak for us. And Dan, we really look forward to having you join us again. You've become a, uh, a regular uh, addition to the Hardlines roster and very much welcomed and anticipated. So we look forward to some of the research that you're going to bring to our, our event that day as well. Well, it's, um, it's, it's always a great, uh, great group to get in front of and a great group to network with. And, and um, like you said, I think that... Um, it's interesting to see, and you definitely see this at the Hardlines Conference, and, and, and you and I just both got back from the uh, Global DIY Summit out in Denmark, and, and, and I think you see a lot of that there as well, where, where it's just unusual for people who operate in the U.S. to go to a conference, and could you picture going to a conference and looking over to your left, and there's the head of U.S. Lowe's, and to your right, there's the head of Home Depot, and across the way is, is, is John Van Huysen from Ace. And, and, and there doesn't seem to be that same kind of willingness to share, but your conference, the, the Global DIY Summit, you guys bring together those kind of larger groups with, with, the, uh, with kind of that independent segment and members from the, uh, from the vendor and wholesale channels. So, so I, 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 again, I, I, we always encourage retailers in the U.S. And, and members of the distribution and manufacturing community to broaden your horizons and really try and get a look at what's going on throughout the industry. And, and much uh, much support for the conference and, and a high uh, recommendation for anyone to take a look at uh, heading up north if you're in the U.S. And, and attending the conference and getting some of this uh, different perspective and a broader perspective on what's going on. I mean, you just learn so much. And the ORAs are kind of the, I don't want to say it's unsung, but I, I'm, I'm a bit, you and I have both really kind of lived in this retail world and I, I love seeing what, what innovative retailers are doing. So make your visit to the Hardlines Conference complete and make sure you attend the ORAs. Michael, before we move on to some other topics, where would someone go to get more information about the Hardlines Conference or what you guys are doing up there? Yeah, sure. Just if you go to www.hardlines.com. .ca. It's a .ca uh, uh, suffix because of our Canadian uh, base. And uh, you, you can find under events, you'll find the, the uh, Hardlines Conference. So you can go to hardlinesconference.ca as well and find it, hardlinesconference.ca. Um, so yeah, absolutely. We invite, we have, well, we have many Americans that come up, uh, whether it's retailers or, or um, uh, vendor head offices that want to see what the heck's going on up here. The market up in Canada, again, it's, it's much smaller than the States, probably 
uh, you know, the, 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 the truism we use is it's about the size of the, of the California market. Yeah. Uh, in terms of both population and, and, and economic growth. And so it, it's, but it's, so it's, it's, it's not, it, it's a significant market, but it is different. And I would just add uh, one more thing real quick, Dan, about who's speaking at the conference. One of the things we've seen through COVID, doesn't matter what kind of industry you're in, we found it at our own little business at Hardlines, you know, taking care of your people has become so, so important. Right. And, you know, I think we can all agree to that. And so we launched uh, during COVID, we launched uh, Hardlines HR Advisor, a newsletter monthly to talk about issues of, of, of taking care of one's people uh, and right. taking care of your staff and how to manage you know, work from home, how to, how to manage, uh, uh, days off and sick days and, and just what companies are doing. And it's very much specifically targeted, uh, on the hard lines vertical. So we get, we interview people from, uh, supplier side and the retail side. And it's, it's really great. So one of the people that's been a great contributor to, to the hard, uh, hard lines HR advisor newsletter is a woman named, uh, Zaida Fazlik. And she is the uh, HR lead for Tega building supplies, one of the largest building supply, yeah. supply, uh, suppliers, uh, up in Canada. And she's going to be a speaker. She's going to be our speaker as well. We started, we launched it last year, uh, um, uh, an HR piece. We thought it was important to bring that side of it to the conference as well. So she'll be speaking and looking forward to hearing her talk about, uh, she, uh, she's got some great ideas and, and thoughts about the whole role of leadership. Well, you know, one of the most common things we hear from just about every segment of the uh, industry down here is, you know, employee uh, engagement and working with uh, this new kind of employee employer paradigm is so top of mind for everybody right now. So that that definitely will will provide some insights. But let's talk for a minute about another thing that you touched on. And let's talk about the markets. Um, you know, we, we talked to a lot of folks on my podcast about what's going on in, in the U.S. market. But I, I'd like to get some perspective from you on, on how the Canadian market has fared over the last two years and and really where it stands now and also some perspective from you on how our two markets in the US and Canada are kind of interrelated. I mean, it always seems to be kind of like either leading or lagging in some ways as we as we look at kind of trends. And, and I'd love to talk a little bit more about that. But first, just kind of give us an overview on what the Canadian marketplace and home improvement is looking like right now and, and just kind of the economy in general. Yeah, sure. Uh, no question. The Canadian economy is facing uh, rapid inflation. I think the last number for May was uh, 7.3% year over year. Uh, what's it looking like down there? I, I don't know if it might actually it's be a little a, worse. It's about the same. It's yeah. about, it's about the same. I think we're tracking, you know, we're trying to look a little bit more industry inflation and we've been tracking about 7%. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's about the same down here. Um, so, you know, um, a lot of the same forces at work, I would imagine. Absolutely. We're all looking at what's going on in Ukraine, for example, and, and uh, uh, just, you know, the world situation, uh, you know, talk about being interrelated that, you know, the world has never been so connected, you know, that what goes on there can affect us here. Um, yeah, we, we track the industry's size and growth, and uh, we're the only organization in Canada to do that. So we're very proud of the fact we've got a, a great database and a great a great track of, of how the industry's grown. I think over the last five years, it was starting to flatline. We've had a year of negative growth until COVID hit. And like in the U.S., things went through the roof, but 15% growth on average in the first year of COVID. And then in 2021, uh, the growth was still over 11% uh, on average across the board. And that's, tr I mean, that's tremendous yeah, after going from, you know, two or three or 4% in the preceding year. So 
uh, it was a, it was a mixed blessing, of course, because you know sh- there was shelves, you know, shelves emptied and and, and stock yeah. outages and you know screaming customers and whatnot, and huge demands on 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 staff and on on, on companies to 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 satisfy that demand. But um, we we uh, we we see the industry now is it's almost uh, almost a fifty nine billion dollar industry in twenty twenty one. That's fifty nine billion uh, Canadian. So. In the U.S., I don't know, is that like four or five dollars? I mean, depending yeah, on I think it's six fifty, six dollars <laughs> yeah. and fifty cents. Yeah, yeah. The Canadian, the Canadian, the Canadian, the Canadian dollar is never as strong as the U.S. But you know, it's a, you know, it's probably about a forty, forty-five billion dollar U.S. market, and so it's very significant. And if, uh, again, we've uh, we've got huge, huge um, representation by the big boxes, Home Depot and and Lowe's both have huge market shares. But interestingly enough, not as big as in the U.S. Uh, and we think it's just because, and we've talked about this before, you know, as, as, as we watched from north of the border, the, the rise of the big boxes, uh, we, we, the, the dealers, the independents were able to develop strategies to be ready for them when they came to Canada and, and, uh, were able to you know, stay, stay stronger in general. I mean, there's some tremendous independents, of course, many, many in the states and it still drives the business, but the actual market share isn't quite as high, um, uh, of big box sales. So, uh, we, so we've watched that go on, um, the uh, and of, of course, everybody's wondering what's happening next. The, the, there's enough. There's a, there's enough uh, uh, momentum that's keeping everybody very busy. Of course, through the spring and summer, and but we're, but we're worried as people start spending money elsewhere. You know, now right. people can spend money on on trips and cottages and vacations and cruises and whatnot. Well, how's that going to affect uh, the retail side? And we think that the DIY business is going to ease off. Uh, I think also though that the commercial um, uh, pro business has got enough momentum with pent up demand that that'll keep going for for a while longer. So I think you know, overall this the year ahead looks looks positive, but but the, the rate of growth will be barely half of what it was last year by our estimation. Yeah, that's that's really similar. You know, Michael, at the end of last year, we predicted that we were going to kind of return to more of a uh, pre-COVID kind of growth cycle of three and a half to four and a half percent annually. And, and I think right now, as we're looking at, you know, we're through the first half of the year and we really think that, um, through the first six months, we pegged growth at the industry at about seven and a half percent and, and, and inflation about seven percent. So, so really kind of flat for the year at this point, although, um, uh, the first three months, we did see some actual growth that's, um, you know, that a lot of the retailers right now are hoping they'll hold that growth through the balance of the year. But but halfway through the year, we're still pretty um, firm on our projection that will be about 4% growth this year over last year. And, you know, as anybody who's in the business of predicting, we'd love to be surprised. And and no one complains when your prediction is wrong on the soft side. <laughs> so, exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So suddenly so, we're pretty much in line there, uh, Dan. Again, the, sa- the same sorts of things are affecting us. One thing that does affect uh, your business down there in a way that doesn't affect us is the uh, the ongoing battle between the, the two sides, uh, the U.S. and Canada, uh, as regards uh, imports of, of yeah. Canadian lumber. And um, it just we our, our our pricing structure is much different up here than it is in the U.S. And so there's always an argument that that somehow the prices are being subsidized in Canada, uh, which yeah. you know I'll say isn't the case. And usually the international tribunals rule in our favor, but there's always a hiccup. And then when there's tariffs applied, it just drives up the costs of home building for for your guys and and drives sure. up the costs of, of lumber. So uh, I know you've had to deal with that as well. That's an additional hiccup that we don't necessarily have to endure up here. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, uh, you know, it doesn't seem to matter who, uh, who is running the country down here. That seems to be an issue that's just kind of nagged us for the past uh, two decades. Um, but, uh, uh, but certainly, certainly fair enough that I think our economies in a lot of ways mirror each other. What, what are you guys seeing in terms of supply chain difficulties these days? Um, obviously, that's been another, uh, another issue that has really plagued uh, the industry, certainly in the United States for the past year and a half, two years. W- what are you guys seeing uh, on the Canadian front? And if you, I'll just tell you in advance, if you say that products are flowing freely and shelves are fully stocked, there's going to be a lot of upset Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not quite there yet. And there's kind yeah. of two sides. The hardware side, which relies on right. pieces and raw materials that there are shortages of from, you know, from the Far East on through. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we, we talked to some of our, 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 our chief suppliers and they're still having problems pulling their hair out trying to get the bits. Yeah. You know, back to where you say, you know, you're hearing about the, the shortage of cars just because of the sake of one chip for, for one yeah. piece of computerization that's holding up the whole production. That's happening with a lot of vendors up here. And so there's a struggle. And of course, the price increases, which everybody's pulling their hair out about. But, the, the, you know, the, those raw material costs are increasing. Steel costs, all that stuff is going up. And um, it's just hard for dealers to, to, to cope with those varying prices. On the lumber side, again, uh, uh, variable, variable pricing has been crazy. Uh, trying, to, trying, to, trying to quote or trying to manage inventories has been really a challenge. But what we're seeing is is uh, a return to some some normalcy. We're, I think we're seeing more and more, um, you know, more and more uh, uh, better flow of, of product, yeah. and uh, we're also seeing at the same time the big retail groups working hard behind the scenes to try and get their uh, their systems in in better shape. Uh, I was I've actually took tours of t- uh, two two warehouses in the last uh, the last few weeks. One was uh, home hardware stores with uh, over sure. um, over. Uh, almost 1100 dealers they have almost 1100 dealers in canada and so they'd be comparable to say an ace hardware or do it best in terms of uh, a sort of a co-op group right. of uh, structure and they've they've got a whole new warehouse management system that they've been implementing through their three distribution centers across the country and it's uh, up and running now and it's about 95 percent um, uh, effective so they've been working day and night for the last, you know, several years to get that running. And I was at another uh, another uh, warehouse in Ottawa, um, Lee Valley Tools. Lee Valley Tools, especially hardware and and uh, woodworker uh, business. They've got almost twenty stores in Canada, so not the presence of uh, home hardware, for example, but they have a huge online presence. They were they were mail order guys way back when, and they've been a, they're always a huge competitor on the lawn and garden side too. For example, for say. Uh, um, uh, Gardner Supply out of, out of Burlington, Vermont, big sure. competitor to them. And that, that kind of, so they do a huge business both sides of the border, a lot of it mail order. So their, their online business has to be top, top drawer. And they've, they've, uh, the president of Lee Valley Tools is showing me the latest warehouse management systems that are going in place to, to increase, much as I saw at home hardware, uh, systems to increase the output of, of orders on a daily basis while reducing the number of people required to, to, uh-huh form and build those orders up and so um this is about automation and, and effectiveness and, and efficiency and that's that the, you know the companies up here are really focusing on that and so it's definitely a trend yeah i think um you know you mentioned that um and i think another thing that the last two years have done and this crosses borders certainly has gotten a lot of retailers looking at how to find efficiencies in their operations i know um 
that certainly we've faced similar problems in areas like wage inflation and scarcity of workers. And, and we have seen a, a, a lot of uh, implementation of, of whether it's automation or technological efficiencies that really help maximize employee productivity or take care of some of those tasks that normally you would have to dedicate a lot of uh, uh, people hours to. Um, are you seeing kind of those same things? And in addition to things like wage inflation and employee scarcity, what are some of the major issues that you think retailers across the country and Canada are, are, are facing right now and kind of how they're addressing those issues? Yeah, no question. We're, we're you know, we're sharing the same pain points when it comes to hiring, for example, the, the whole problem of, of finding good staff or staff period is huge. And it can, uh, it can be just even a matter of location. I've talked to dealers who say, well, we're just on the edge of town. So there's not really a lot of good public transport transit to get people out here. So we have a bigger challenge. It's just, uh, you know, it, it runs the gamut. So there's no question we've, we've got that problem. I think the other thing is, uh, yes, uh, trying to look at how to be more efficient. That comes down to, I think a lot, in a lot of cases, outside sales forces, uh, the, the truck fleets, making them more efficient, uh, making, uh, making those, uh, those drivers. Uh, more efficient and getting those getting those deliveries out, especially to say that pro customer, which is a, it, which is a um, uh, a point of differentiation for a lot of independent dealers. Yeah. So we're watching that happen big time. Yeah. What uh, what is it as as we're kind of going into the back half of the year? What do you think? I'll, I'll ask you to kind of put on your prognosticator hat here and not in a sense of what's going to happen with the economy. But but what what do you think are going to be kind of the hot button issues as we close out this year, close out this year? I know we have half of it to go, but as, as we're as we're over the hump of 2022 and heading into 2023, what are some of the things that you think are going to be kind of top hot button issues for the industry? OK, Dan, I think for, for dealers. The big thing is making sure that their bricks and mortar uh, is 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 valuable and and a destination for 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 uh, uh, for the for for customers. Uh, you know, we watch so much stuff go online. Sales sales just moved yeah. online in such a huge way, and yet there's such an investment by by this industry in in bricks and mortar. And there's a reason for it. You know, people want to come in and touch and feel. It's a high touch. It's a high touch business. They want to see that faucet or or, or right. experience that flooring firsthand. And uh, they've uh, dealers just have to make sure that 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 retail presence is is living up to a, a promise that they can make about what to expect. Uh, shopping at their store and they make that promise. They've got to make that promise online. And I think this is the thing that is the big challenge and the big, uh, the, the big challenge I sent, I put out to anybody listening that's on the retail side and any vendor that's trying to help their retailers. Yeah. E-commerce, uh, is, is, is being, uh, left to the big guys, I'm afraid. Home Depot, um, Lowe's up here in Canada, we have Canadian Tire, which is a huge, uh, hardware mass merchant and these these guys have really figured out uh online selling and the, the we did a survey in the spring of our of our uh, of our independent dealers and the the penetration the, the online or digital sales penetration in our industry except for some outliers that might be doing eight or nine or ten percent most of it's half per percent one or two percent oh, really it, yeah it's really low dan and you know i i just want to make sure that that all dealers are saying, you know what, we, we're on top of this, whether it's just having an active Facebook page, whatever it is, but people want to be able to plug into uh, what's available in your store, order it online, pick it up, either pick it up in store, or have it delivered. And we're watching companies like Home Hardware and, and, and Lowe's Canada 
really try and capture that. But every independent should have some means of communicating with their local community, that, that accessibility. And then, as I say, tying it in with their bricks and mortar. It's got to be, one isn't separate from the other. They got to be, it's got to be a complete package. And this is something we're really stressing, uh, in our messaging up here that, that both of those got to be working together yeah, to, uh, to, 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 to attract customers. Well, funny you should mention that, Michael, because I know there's someone at your conference that's going to be talking about how independent retailers and why independent retailers should be looking to own that online sphere. And I hear he's a really great speaker. Um, and good looking, too. Absolutely. And, Dan. and, and without a doubt, consistently <laughs> yeah. voted best looking speaker at the Hardline's conference. But, uh, no question. So how's that for lead in, Dan? Absolutely. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly the sort of thing you're going to bring us more understanding about. And, really yeah, no, it, and it's it, it, it's it's a top line topic here at NHPA as well, which which is probably a good place to bring, you know, put a bow on the conversation because it's just another illustration of, of how closely our markets, while they, well, I can't stress enough that, that there are certainly differences, but there is, you know, to, to quote one of our board members as we were talking about another topic here recently is that we have 99.9% of that same DNA. And it's that 0.1% that's a little bit different that makes us all unique. But, but all the more reason why I would encourage all of our listeners to, to, to at least go to hardlines.ca and, and look at what they're doing to understand what's going on in that marketplace and how it affects the U.S. and vice versa. And, and also to, to, to really, if you're looking for things, you know, October is, is, is a good month. To, to, to get away and, and, and look at things from a broader perspective of what's occurring in the industry and take, uh, uh, take a little trip and head up to the Hardlines conference and listen to some of these great speakers. Um, cause again, it's not, if you think it's going to be all just specific to the Canadian market, it's really just about home improvement and running good businesses in general. And, and, and a conference that, that I've been going to for the better part of 20 years and, and would definitely not steer you wrong. It's a, it's a great conference put on by, uh, Mike and the team up there. Um, so Mike, uh, appreciate so much coming on the podcast to talk about uh, what's going on in Canada and the Hardlines Conference. Uh, we appreciate you on the show. Dan, thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Just love working with you guys and uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk about what's going on up here and, and even get a little plug in for our conference. So much appreciated, sir. Thank you very much, Michael, and look forward to having you back as a guest in the future. It's a deal. <laughs>